For as long as I've known him, Ed Stevens has been a field worker for the administration of children's services. Helping out our at-risk youth. It's some hard work, man. I don't know if we are. Uh, I don't know if all of us uh, can do it. He's a big-time lover of HBCUs, big-time sports fan, and he used to coach with me uh, when I was crazy and thought I could be of use to the Rosedale Jets Football uh, Association. Uh, we sit down and chat for a bit. It's great having the chat with him. It's been a long time. JOP number five with Mr. Ed Stevens. Eddie! What up, man? Eddie! How are you? I love Haiti! <laughs> How are you, brother? I'm good, player. How are you? Yo, hanging in there, man. Hanging in there. Can't complain. Oh. Can't complain. Oh, man. Dark skin brothers, boy. I got to get... I, I don't have perfect lighting. You guys, that's okay. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about <laughs> it. We're just going to focus on the audio. Don't worry about it. It takes all shade, man. It takes all shade. Even dog black lives matter. <laughs> What's good with you, man? Hey, man, I'm just, I'm, you know, I'm just trying to have some, trying to have a little fun. Hey, you know, well, how has the pandemic been treating you? Um, I, you know, I can't complain. You know, I've been able to keep, uh, been able to keep working. Uh, been able to work from home. My wife gets, uh, like, she gets like furloughed, like, like a week and stuff like that, and. You know, they don't know what's going to happen, like, in the future and stuff like that. But, you know, we've been able to, like, stockpile some change. And, you know, so far, so good. I mean, I got it I got it better than a lot of people. That's the way I'm looking at it. I yeah. have better than a lot of people. I'm, I'm yeah. still working around. I, 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 I work from home in an office, but uh, I'm still yeah. working. I know a so, lot of people still waiting on the government to send them checks and stuff. and. Right, and, and like for, for 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 real stuff, not just for not just you know just to have a couple extra dollars, but just you know so they can make sure that their kids got food. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting because it is interesting. I think we found out a lot of our you know like every once in a while you you like something comes up and you figure out where all your weak spots are. Yeah, um, what happened to us? I have two friends who. Uh, took the time to start gardens in their backyard. Okay. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. you know, it's beautiful seeing it. Uh, you know, my man just put up the day I'm about to put this squash in my belly, you know? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Got to start yeah. doing it for yourself. Start getting yeah. business of the apocalypse. Is growing to tomatoes in her backyard. I'm like, wow, this is, you know, people using the time to come up with um, different things to to um, better, you know, to save money. Yeah. Um, yeah, because my, my, my lady, um, well, yeah, she, she first they said they weren't going to keep them for the summer, and then okay. uh, they decided to keep the uh, the bosses for the summer and let the staff go, and then they'll bring the staff back when the school year starts. Yes. Yeah. So I guess it's a strategic move. Oh, no. wow. yeah. What sense does that make, though? It doesn't see that doesn't make any sense. That's like when I hear stuff like that. You know, now that I'm like, you know, in my fifties, I'm like, that's that's just fucked up leadership. That's just, <laughs> you know, you do, like the top, the top that's supposed to be the one that sacrifices, right? You yeah, know, yeah. Says, I'm not gonna, I'm gonna make sure that the people like, you know, below me, I'm gonna make sure that they're good. I'll be the one, I'll be the one to take the hit. And you know, the ironic thing. 
they went to uh, the lowest staff. They went. They took the uh, all right. So we're going to get let off, let us off, so they could get employment, unemployment, and uh, so they could get. Then they actually with that extra six hundred for the time. I understand they were making more than what they were bringing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. With that extra six hundred, so uh, a week they were making more than what they were doing. Everybody on so unemployment is saying that they're making more now, making more on unemployment than they were getting the paycheck. Well, how does that? Like, how does that make sense? How does it? It doesn't make sense. But make when, you, sense. You know, when you add, it doesn't add up to me because I understand it was an extra six hundred a week. You know, added to yeah. whatever they add to whatever it is you get unemployment it benefits. Makes sense. You're, you're getting back more than you're putting in. How is this? Yeah, it's fucking sustainable. How, how do you? And that's interesting that you, you know, the, what you said, the ones on top supposed to sacrifice. Uh, okay, like if you have more bread, then you break a little bit more bread. So yeah, they supposed to. Uh, that's 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 a you know they supposed to sacrifice. You're right about yeah, that. Yeah, you are. You're supposed to be a better. You're supposed to be a better giver. You know, a lot of a lot, a lot of uh, a lot of Christians holding on to theirs, and that's not that's uh, <laughs> what you're doing. And ironically. She works for a nonprofit that's uh, faith-based. Uh, <laughs> somebody just like hand them a Bible, say, "Hey, look, just go read this." Yeah, so so like good decisions. Yeah, but at the at the end of the day, you know, she just uh, she was like ready to take it either or, right? Uh, and um, being um, you know to get into that or even to to to, to talk about that it was led me to um higher education and how it's gonna and how things are shifting mm-hmm. with education in next year oh yeah and, it's gonna dramatically shift yeah i think it's gonna dramatically shift especially i think the biggest hit it's gonna take is gonna be on the college level yeah i mean um the professors have the highest weight and is you know like the highest weight the staff mm-hmm. so because you you no staff no university and uh, those uh, tenured professors who have books and stuff, man, you <laughs> don't do that. Those dudes and madams, I can't leave the ladies out. Those dudes and madams, man, if they say they're not coming back, they, they you don't have a school. You can't yep. do anything to them. So <laughs> you, don't, you don't have a school. But maybe, you know, I mean, maybe the way some of the schools are working now, maybe maybe that's a good thing, you know? Um, yeah, you know, maybe we need to reinvent how maybe we need to reinvent how we're doing all this. Exactly, I mean, it's going to be definitely tested. The waters of uh, what's next and what's new is going to be yeah. tested. Things, um, things things change, man. I mean, you see you see some of these high profile high school athletes are choosing uh, HBCUs and choosing smaller schools to go it, to, and not yeah. going to, not going to big school. I think there's this one kid. He's a five star athlete. He got a scholarship yeah. from I think USC. He turned yeah. it down to go to Howard. Yeah, he had a UCLA. He had a Kentucky, I believe. But he had a couple of big names. And he's big. You know, he's big and he's good. Mm-hmm. And so you, the one thing you do is you can't coach height. I mean, you know that, yeah. Coach. But yeah. <laughs> you can't yeah. coach size. So. Yeah, physical gifts that you got it. You yeah. just can't. <laughs> so, but, um, so he's big. But to go to Howard is um, it's good for them. It's good for the whole HBCU thing. And, yeah. Uh, it's interesting having sports conversations because 
if you people say oh, he was stupid because he went down in his uh draft blah 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 and so on and so forth he won't be playing against the best and um which my thing is it's basketball man if you good yeah. you're gonna be found like uh yeah you know, I, uh, who who makes it to the NBA? A lot of people make it to the NBA without college and uh, have a good career. Well, this so, decision he made, eyes are going to be on him anyway now. Yeah, and you know, it's like um, his conversation was like uh, was interesting because you know it's always like it's his like it's always these children, these kids' life. You know, my boy, little, my, I call him my little nephew. You know, he played basketball. Mm -hmm. He's getting recruited highly. Mm -hmm. Clemson, South Carolina. He's a South Carolina nice. school, so he he's um, getting recruited highly. But he has dreams of going to go to UT, Texas. Okay. And, uh, you know, it's, you always tell people it's their life. You know, you, you, his father's HBCU, and uh, his father's right. and it's like the same thing with my kid, man. It's their life. You know, you know, I push my kid like, yo, you gonna go to one of these schools, and uh, she chose to go to U. She chose St. John's first, and she transferred to U of H. But it's, okay. it's these these children's it's their lives and their children. Is, yep. And this guy choosing Howard, the reason that he said was like um, his visit was different than other schools. And that's um, you know, he got that homely feeling. And um, and when you go out and you go shopping, you go with whatever. When, when you go shopping, you know, you you go shopping. You're like, ah, this one is too much money. Don't mm -hmm. like color and so on and so forth and then when you satisfy with your purchase you buy it yeah and um it's just that they're not he's not shopping for purchase he's shopping for um an experience exactly shopping for an experience it's kind of like it's i mean i kind of like equate it to like going and finding a bar you like you know <laughs> you walk to a bar you like and there's you're going to get the same drink at any other bar you know, but for some reason, you walk into this bar and you just feel comfortable. You feel like you belong there. Right. You know, the guy behind the bar throws, throws a smile on his face and says, hey, man, how you doing, man? Come on, sit down. Man. What you drinking? And you just, <laughs> feel like, you just feel like there's an unwritten communication going on. Yeah, Norm. Hey, Norm. You know? There you go. Your, your place. And then it becomes your place. <laughs> That's you come here right. later, he's really sitting in your seat. You're like, damn. He's so, and the kid is so, um, you know, he's smart. Mm -hmm. he's a, you know, he's a smart kid. So, you know, he made a decision for what's best for himself. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's funny how when that happens, it's funny how when that happens, light bulbs go off. Like, and that's and that's kind of like what's supposed to happen. Like, you're supposed to make your the best decision for yourself. Right. You know, it's not supposed to be what everybody expects you to do. It's not supposed to be what you're pressured into. It's supposed to be you and yourself. Even if you have, you know, great parents and great family around you, you know, if, if they're really good to you, they're, they're going to guide you to a direction, but ultimately say, hey, this is your choice. This is your life. This, this, this is the first step you're going to, this is the first big boy step you're going to make. And so it's going to be yours. And that shouldn't, like, our reaction to this shouldn't be this. <laughs> it shouldn't be this reaction. You know, I mean, actually, oh, this kid made up, made up his own mind. This kid did something for himself. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, it's um, uh, it's a different conversation, and it's it's interesting. Like I said, mm -hmm. I, I when I find time, you you know, I'm on I'm on uh, Twitter, Facebook, whatever, and I'll chat, shoot, just to chat, have yeah. some sports talk. Um, and um, I'm a big sports fan, and it's interesting conversation that you uh, that you hear.
Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, one thing is that people compare like HBCUs to uh, a UCLA. I mean, educational wise. Education wise, right? That's, that's you know, you can compare them to those schools, but um, athletic wise. Sometimes in discussion, I find people make the mistake with comparing like a, a Howard to a, a UCLA instead of comparing it to a mid-major. And right. So I had a, we had an interesting topic about the NBA players and the mid-majors and, you know, NBA play, NBA, HBCUs hold their own. Like if they were yeah. any other mid-major conference, they hold their own because I'm like, there's two in there now, and it's always been one from M- from HBCU at least since I can remember. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so since I can remember, and uh, I ain't even Google it. I just like, yo, I know it's two there now, and it's like <laughs> one since I, since I remember. And somebody else Google it on a thread. It was like, yeah, it's always been one. I said, see, so you, they're holding their own weight, even right. if it's one. It's not. Like many ball players come from the New Horizon Conference, the Ohio Valley Conference. I go on and on. Right, <laughs> right, right. Well, how many players don't have a constant player in the NBA? How many conferences don't have mid-major conferences? Don't they don't have a a player NBA that long of a strength? Right. So if you give these HBCUs a fair conversation comparison in your conversation. The conversation will broaden a little bit, and it'll be more. It's unfair to, 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 I mean, take the biggest school, the, the Gramblins and the Southerns and the Jackson States, where they bring 20000 a week, man. Bring, you you put them, they, there's still no comparison to a UCLA. So it's, so it's not a fair comparison. Not a fair comparison, right. <laughs> right, 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 right. Are, are we going to have sports now? I mean. I hope not. Oh, you um, hope not? I mean, I hope so, but safety-wise, uh-huh. um, I, I hope that they just made. I hope this just goes with the numbers and you make the best interest. That's what's best for the students. Uh, I saw SMU wanted the the students to sign disclaimers that if they catch the the disease, uh, the COVID, they can't sue. I thought that was bullshit. All, all students <laughs> or student athletes? Student athletes. Really. Yeah, it was it was pertaining. Maybe all students, but it was pertaining to the student athletes. And um, you got to see, like you you, we got to see what Ed, the SEC does because <laughs> they <laughs> they want to be like, yo, we gonna play football regardless. You know, you know I really think everybody, like all the commissioners and all the like people who run the power conferences, need to take an internship. With uh, Dana White from the UFC, just like, <laughs> just like hang out with him for a week before this even started. Before this even started, he said, "Nope, we're having our events." Yeah, like he said, like he said that he said that's the goal. The goal is we are going to have our events. And I said, "Well, you have to negotiate." He said, "Yep, I got to do all that shit. We're going to do all that shit, but our goal is having our our events." And I think it says something for just like making like making a target. Everybody thought he was nuts, and everybody thought he was just being this uh, you know just alpha male, this this bro, you know, who just uh, you know who just too stupid to realize. But they took for granted that this dude knew what he was doing. And they um, and the event, I'm not hip to UFC, so a lot of it I don't follow. He had he had all. I think he only missed one event. He missed one event, and that was in uh, and that was in Brooklyn. 
but then he arranged like testing. He he when he found facilities that were open, he he booked those facilities. No fans. Uh, everybody gets tested periodically. You get tested before you leave. You get tested before you come in. You know, and he's he's set up this protocol, and it's and it's and it's all running and it's all running smoothly. The dude bought an island in freaking Abu Dhabi. Right. They called it called it Fight Island. In which they've like, and they've built an an, uh, an arena there for him. He's gonna have his events uh, uh, there uh, this weekend, you know. And so he like he he said his, and I'm sure he came out of pocket for for a lot of stuff, you know. I'm sure it wasn't. Uh, I'm sure he's a little bit lighter than what he was like a, a, about a year ago. But still, he he set he set his target, and then he and he's still making his events though. Yeah, yeah. So he's still he only, making- he only missed one event. And every once in a while, like a fighter tests positive, that fighter's out, and another fighter comes in, and 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 so far so good. You know, it's still, it's still it's still it, it has live. I think that and MLS. I think. Yeah. Uh, oh no, not MLS. Whatever the, they do in Europe, the soccer league in Europe. The soccer league in Europe. And yeah. then the Japanese baseball, they started playing a little bit. Uh, Korean baseball, yeah. Korean baseball started. I don't know if I think Japanese. I don't know what they're doing with Japanese baseball. Okay, Korean baseball. I mean, baseball is going on. Though. They're playing, you know, without fans, but they're playing. Yeah, um, that's the last. Uh, to, like um, the the swack is like you know um, the SEC a black you know, <laughs> and they um they uh the talk right now is no fans. They want okay. so that's the talk right now because there's programs that. They uh they they already canceled a lot of their classics. Like all the classics are canceled. Okay. Are like ones still floating around. But if you don't have fans, what's the point in having a classic? You know. True. Like, yeah. If you don't have a, uh the TV scholarship, then like these other things, what's the point of you know? You're just playing right. Exactly. For old days, the collegiate, we're better than you. You know to go. Right. Back. Yeah, that's what it is. It's a big day contest. You go back to that. So because if you don't have fans and um and then you don't have TV, then it goes back to that. And it goes yeah. back to, you know, okay, um the bragging right for the real fans, but the entertainment, you know, you're gonna miss out on it a lot of it if it's not televised. I think um like you were saying earlier, like we were saying earlier about education mm-hmm. and it being new and you bringing up um dude from UFC and see I'm not hit you just taught me something because I don't follow UFC like that oh yeah yeah no he just he he said we're having our events it said you're crazy you, you're not gonna be allowed to do it he said yeah I know but yeah. that's the thing you gotta um think forward and if you have a goal like all right we're gonna play like I said the, the SEC gonna figure out something yeah because they're gonna they're not gonna lose money Right, they they're gonna figure out something. They're gonna hold on. They're gonna hold on to a dollar. The one thing they know how to do is is hold on to a dollar. They're gonna at least, and if you're a fan, you could at least um, distance yourself and uh, whatever whatever uh, you could uh, watch from TV for the big things for the right. big games. Right. You, know, you could watch TV. It doesn't. Um, you you're gonna have a problem with SEC because. You're gonna to have too many people who are gonna say, I, I, "I gotta be there." So you're gonna to have to like figure out how you're gonna like. It's gonna, it's gonna get, yeah, it's gonna get like that fever is gonna 
gonna start bubbling up and yeah, it's gonna you're gonna have to like probably feel like twenty percent of those seats, twenty five percent of those seats. They think uh, they're gonna do they think that's gonna be the case in uh, in baseball. They think that by the by the end of this baseball season or by the playoffs, they're gonna they're they think they're gonna be in a position to have like twenty five percent capacity in uh in their uh in their stadiums. I think it's and, and outside is different. You know, I think that uh, I, I'm not a scientist, but I go with what, whatever the scientists, you know, the, the doctors, whatever is said. Mm -hmm. But um, if you're outside, it's, you know, you got less chance of, uh, it, you know, the, the numbers are better of you contacting or spreading as opposed to being in something close. Yeah. So it's recirculating here. Yeah. So who knows? Who knows? I get, I get different shit every week. <laughs> you I get different stuff every week. You know, yeah. wear the mask. Oh, the mask is actually hurting you. Oh, the mask is actually holding on to the virus. I, mean, that's, oh, I don't Yo, know. did you um what you gonna call it? Um that kid did you um that we used to coach or uh, the quarterback um and his brother Jared. Jared did yeah. you follow him on, on Facebook and Twitter? Yeah. When it was going on with him? Yeah, he was at he was there at the beginning. Yeah, so it was crazy because I followed, you know, I followed him when you know I mm -hmm. first and I'm like, yo, you know, I'm, I'm telling. This was like back in January. I'm telling yeah. my, I'm telling my coworkers. I'm like, yo, yeah, I got a kid who's like actually there. And he said, and I, I know people who've gone to China. You know, it's New York times three times five with the yeah. amount of people in traffic. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Apparently there were apparent. I mean, a lot of this turned out to be uh, uh, bullshit, but like people were like passing out in the middle of the street. And stuff. They show pictures of people passing out in the middle of the street. Turned out to be uh, uh, like uh, like a propaganda setup. Where in uh, Japan? I mean, in China. In, uh, China. yeah, yeah. The way they, the, the way they, um, yeah, the way he, I didn't, I didn't see that, but the way he had to stay inside and his, him talk. Oh, yeah. yeah, he was like, no, he, I he flew back to the states. Man. He was like, he, I could. Then when he flew back to the states, he had to stay. Uh, I think they had him like, a military base for like two fourteen days. days. Yeah, like fourteen days. Yeah, this kid is out there. But I was I was following in China when um, you know, somebody on his thread was like, "Yo, what are you doing? You know, how you get food? Ba ba ba." You know, I saw the picture from his terrace, and I saw the city all shut down, and I saw the um, and you know, he's like downtown, and then. He showed the little care package that they brought with noodles and <laughs> shit. <laughs> and then, but somebody on the thread, you know, he's, he's a young man. Somebody on the thread was like, yo, what if we need some licks? It was like, he's like, you can replace that. And he had the bottle of liquor in there, too. <laughs> he's like, yo, but you ain't leaving your crib. Like, you ain't leaving your crib. Like, they, they, they ain't no. it. They, they kept you inside. You ain't. Everybody was asking them questions on a thread. What if you gotta have a baby? Oh, they coming to you. You ain't coming. To <laughs> everything, everything on that thread that the kids his age were asking, you know, the answers. I was like, wow, that's crazy. What if you? What if you gotta have a baby? Uh, they coming to you. What if you? They coming to you. You ain't leaving that crib, man. He was like, you ain't leaving this crib for nothing. <laughs> and when they come. They gonna be all hazmat suit up when they bring your box. You know, I was reading the thread when they bring you when they bring you thing. They're gonna be hazmat suit up. It's like a sci-fi movie. Yeah, but the the way they reacted, um, the way 
Germany, re- I mean, the European countries reacted. Yeah. Um, the way um, my uh, my lady was over in Montserrat um, okay. when um, during this, she came back on the 18th of March. So she left like the uh, 11th or the 10th of March. And she was supposed to, um, what I learned from her trip and her husband were the islands. They, they shut down like immediately. Like once the numbers got crazy in Europe, Right. They stopped. Right. They stopped allowing the ships to port. They like yo. They closed the borders. Like yo, keep sailing. Mm-hmm. And she barely made it off the island. Her moms got stuck, but that's, that's where they're from. So her mother got stuck with relatives, whatever, whatever. She was eating good, boy. She was eating off the land, fresh fish, <laughs> <laughs> vegetables. Yeah, <laughs> oh, man. I me, my diet is going to shit being in the house. Oh, same here. It's, I, um, yeah, it's nothing but bread in this damn place. It's uh, th- yo, you know what? Um, it's funny you mentioned that because um, in another uh, uh group of friends, they're talking about um, yeah, they talk about your vices. Mm-hmm. And how this and how being and how us in in this and what we in now, um, and how we gotta be careful with our vices. And so um, people are talking about uh, drinking and uh, noticing that they how they drinking more. Um, people is talking about who uh, smoke. It's like yo, um, somebody in there who lost a job. Then like you know, it's cool to smoke when you working, but when you're not working. And you're getting this check, you're stressed out. She's like, yo, I want to smoke, but you know, I can't smoke in case I got to go somewhere. <laughs> so, so, I just, I just, yeah, so it's like, um, you know, yeah, the, the things. He's like, you know, the, vice, the, the vices, are, like we talked about earlier, being stressed out. Um, and that same person is uh, like saying, you know, he, he, he go, they go to short food lines when they can. They don't want to be in long food lines. They in Philly. So okay. when they get a word, they'll they'll go to um they'll they'll do something to help out because money's tight. You know, both both him and his wife um got laid off or whatever. I don't know the whole story, but yeah, and uh it's you know if you don't um like you said, bread, I, I know what I'm doing. I mean I, I gotta slow down with the beers, but yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, and my wife's not helping either. She came, she came back shopping today and had got me uh, two bottles of bourbon. Yeah, I'm like, oh. I said, yeah, I guess I'll drink them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, our, our habits, our vices. I know. So, uh, yeah, so our habits, our vices. Whatever our vices are, I seem like people, um, you know, do more than that. Just, it's amazing what happens when you get thrown out of that routine. And you get thrown out of that like that daily routine. I think my my routine was actually helping me, you know. Right. It was helping my I was helping my diet. I planned. It was only I couldn't but do so much when I was on the train. Okay. Well, you just you're not eating for an hour and a half until you until you get home. You know. <laughs> now, now, if I'm, now if I'm in the house, I'm bored. I'm just okay. Well, I'll go make a sandwich. Right. You know. Right. Right. I'll go make a sandwich. I'll, I'll go cook something and. And that, I guess that's the positive side too, because I haven't eaten out a lot. You know, my mm-hmm. lady, my, my lady, get upset if I do eat out. Um, but the first, 
you know, when she got back from Montserrat from March 18th, I want to say to like my birthday was April 8th. I want to say to like mid-April, man. We we we, we eat out not a once, not, not once, once. <laughs> not, not once, <laughs> not once. We not once. We we stocked up. We we didn't eat out not once. Uh huh. Did you find you figured out those cooking skills? You you, you got them. You, you don't yeah, have. I them. Mean, and we both cooked, so it just was a matter of all right. Yeah, it's your turn, my turn. What you cooking today? Quarantine, uh-huh. like so. What you cooking today? What you cooking today? Uh, what we eating tonight? But we um, stacked up, like even like when we were going to re up on, um, you know, like produce items and things right. like that, milk and stuff like that. Um, and just racking up, like uh, racking up before you go in the store. She's at the store. Yo, you sure you don't need anything else? Uh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We only got half on vice versa. But that time, boy, I, I don't. I think that's the most in life that I've eaten at home, straight, yeah. like over a month, every meal, nothing out. Um, yeah, maybe it's, I mean, you know, on the whole, I, I know people that have families that say, you know what, it's, it's been a while since we all sat around and had dinner together for, a, you know, a couple nights a week, you know, and so it's some, you know, we hear all the, you know, horror stories that happen, you know, with this, with this, but th- th- there is a lot of good that's been happening, you know, yeah, I mean, you're never, you're never going to hear it from the news, the news are never going to say anything good happened, so, you know, you're never, you're gonna, Things are going to, everybody's going to have to start new. Uh, I think yeah. that's the point I was getting to when with the UFC guy. If you're going to um, do something and do something new, try something new. I mean, uh, just keep going forward. Yeah. Yeah. These sports fans, um, give them something like uh, try Let's, 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 let's take all precautions. Let's use every type of resource we have to bring the event. You know, and, and make the be- make make the best decision. Because I know some schools, the smaller schools, you know, who don't make money, is probably in your best interest to forfeit the season. Yeah. You know, if you're not, it's probably you know, it's probably in your best interest to forfeit the season. Um, yeah. Well, I believe um, that. Yeah, I find I believe did that. They're not doing anything until January. So exactly. Yeah, and um. I, I, I said Morehouse was first, and I said after Morehouse announced that they canceled their fall sports, I was like, "Watch, you know, people want to follow." Oh, they did. They, they, they did that. Did you, they? Um, Morehouse canceled their fall. Yeah, Morehouse okay. was first. Morehouse canceled their fall sports um, this season. Okay. Um, so, uh, if you're not, yeah, if you're not making money, I think it's best for you to, at this point, I think it's best for you to like. To, um, and you know what? At, at this point, making that decision now is is like it's going to benefit a lot of people anyway, because now at least people can prepare. At Lau, you know, at least there's no because I know on some campuses they just they haven't made a decision about anything, and people don't know what they're going to be doing. Right. Um, my friends in higher ed, you know, they don't know what they're going to be doing. Oh, yeah. Know, the school, the, the teachers I know, what they're like. I said, we have no idea. No idea. Um, they, said this, they made this tentative plan to like start school back and to have um, like alternate days, like uh, like half 
like what part of the week half the students are going to be uh, uh, on campus and another half of the week um, other students are going to be online. But then how as a parent, how do you do that? As uh, if you're well, if you're in college, I mean, yeah, as I'm, 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 talking about, I'm talking about high school. I'm talking about high school. school. Yeah, as a parent, yeah, a parent, how do you do that? If, if you, you work, work that Monday, Tuesday, but right. Wednesday, Thursday, he's going to be home. Right. Or if you go and you and you working, yeah. So for high school, and that's what I mean about like what we were saying earlier. Um, you're gonna you're gonna have to try. There's gonna be some things that you're gonna do new, and those new yeah, things yeah. that you're gonna do, distance learning is gonna pick up. Absolutely. Like, you know, this right here is gonna it's gonna pick up, pick up, pick up. Get your, um, get your stock in Microsoft, get your stock in Zoom, yeah. get your stock in all those online profile things. Yeah, it was already, you know, this uh, education, like K-12 to online education was already happening. Mm -hmm. uh, people already homeschooling. Mm -hmm. So um, if you're a parent and you have the choice, uh, you, you, you you know, you'll, you'll do the homeschooling deal and you'll... Um, at least for this year. Like, if I was a parent and I've already done it last year, and I'm like, uh, if I had a spouse or if I was by myself, whatever was my best decision, if I had a spouse and say, hey, man, let's just do this one more year. Yeah. <laughs> we'll put it back in school next year. You know, um, I might do that as a parent. And some parents are, I, I think a lot of parents are going to choose to online school in the fall. Oh yeah, absolutely. And it's gonna and it's gonna be around. It's not gonna be um like I I was mentioning earlier with my with my lady and her um with when they said they was gonna lay off, she already started looking for work. Mm -hmm. So you know the next thing. So when she started looking for the next thing, I mean um and we were talking about location, she was like Oh fuck! I ain't put location. I put remotely. What <laughs> 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 you mean location? It's like little shit. Like this shit is going. This shit is new. She was like, this shit is new, and this shit's going to be around for a while. Like, yo, what is, you know? Uh, hey, I need to. We're going to be working remotely. So, it's, it's, well, so so what about you? Are are you working from home, or you you still have to go in? Well, um. I'm still out in the field, you know. I'm still, I'm still ACS, so I still gotta go to people' homes. Um, and you know, yo, John, man, the shit was scary at first. You know, I went to, I went to Elmer's Hospital the the week before that article came out in the paper about it being about it being the way it was, and it was my brother's birthday. I never forget it because um, I tell everybody the story. It's like the first time in life I saw germs. Invisible germs. Yeah. <laughs> John, man, I had to go get a kid from the hospital who'd been in the psych ward, the, the teen psych ward, for like four days. The psych ward doesn't have any windows. So it's all closed. Right. They have a TV room. They got their separate rooms where they go to sleep at. And it's only like six, seven kids in there. It's not made for you to stay there a long time. Right. So he was coming, you know, I had to get, I had to take, I had to pick him up and I had to take him to the city, to the children's center. And, you know, that's basically where they triage you until they find you a group home to go to because the kid was 17. So the, 
I had to, I go in a hospital and I go to the hospital often, you know, enough mm -hmm. in, in my job. So I go to the hospital this day, the 13th, March 13th, I go to the hospital and it was the first time I saw germs, man, because the hospital wasn't like it, like closed off. It was still functioning. They just had a little section for COVID patients. So you saw the tent. Mm -hmm. But when you went inside and you saw the staff, oh my goodness, all the staff, the EMT workers, all of them were masked up, gloved up. Yeah. So I never saw anything like this as much as I went to the hospital. In my brain, I'm like, yo, these the smart motherfuckers. Why is everybody like, so I started walking around like this in the hospital. I'm like, yo, why do you motherfuckers all covered up and I'm not? Like, <laughs> What do you know? Yeah, so I'm like, yeah, like, yo, <laughs> and I go get the kid, and the kid is like, yo, what's up, Mr. Steven? Hey, man, yeah, and I'm like, dude, why are you touching me? <laughs> so then we had to leave, and we leave, and we go into the, we got it, we go into a minivan, you know, for transportation, and I got to ride with this kid for like 40 minutes in a minivan, and I'm like, yo, telling the driver, crack the window, man, I don't, like, crack the window. <laughs> I don't have anything on. This kid doesn't have anything on, and he's talking, telling stories. I'm talking, telling stories, trying to make the ride go by quicker. Man, and yo, when we get to where we go, get to it's other kids there, and it's like yo, it's the, it's bad kids. I mean, you know, I don't, I, I, I don't like to call kids bad. I mean, but it is what you know. It's what it is. Yeah, just a bunch of teenagers running wild, and it's like yo, wow, man, I, I got to it's more germs I'm around. <laughs> and it's like just more germs. And I go home and I get home, I get home and I, I tell my lady, I'm like, yo, I, I, I called, she was in my Surratt. I called her and I was like, yo, um, it's crazy. I never saw the hospital staff like that, EMT workers. I never saw so many EMT workers in the hospital. Right. And I go... Like I said, I go to the hospital often in my work. So I never saw like so many EMT wor workers on the sides with beds. And this was before it got like everything was changing daily. That's why I said Friday the 13th, my brother's birthday. I'll never forget the first day I ever saw germs. So a week later, exactly a week later, the next Friday, I had to go to Queens Hospital for a kid who had to be evaluated. But now, it's totally different. The hospital is closed door. None of that, everybody could come like it was a week earlier. Only one family member. Yo, they stop you at the door. Before, when I went to the hospital a week earlier, you know, it's like 75% of the hospital staff, the EMT workers all covered up. Now, everybody's covered up from the front to back. From the front to the back, huh? Damn. A week later, and you can't even get in without credentials. You can't even get, it's like a club at the hospital. Like, they, you know, <laughs> <laughs> like you can't even get you in. You go out the front door and just. Damn. None of that. My mama's sick. Nah, man. Uh, uh, we we got to check. Yeah, we already got one relative in here. You can't you can't go in. But how we going to that relative come out and talk to you later? I, I, you know, I saw it. I saw people standing outside like that. Can't, they can't even go see their loved ones. And then, you know, I go, I, I show my ID and he's like, they made me, you know, you take off everything. They made you take off the mask I came with. And people weren't even wearing masks then. I started wearing a mask after I saw what I saw a week earlier. Right. I was like, yo, y'all bug it out. Like, yo, I am not, 
now fucking around. Like those, those, those motherfuckers at the hospital know something. They know something, goddammit. The EMT workers, they know something, man. So, so I was wearing a mask, but everybody wasn't. It wasn't like, you know, Bobby was just like suggested at the time. It was still, right, right. It still was good. But when you get to the hospital, they made me take my mask off. They made me take my gloves off. You parole your hands. They give you a new mask. They give you a fresh mask. You go in there and um, you got to, you know, you, everything's new when you go in there. You can't wear gloves. You, they got to give you a new mask. So, a new mask, yeah. And then um, I had to go to the hospital again, you know, um, and LIJ, but you're the damn line. Um, I had to go to LIJ for a case. Okay. And go there and uh, um, the, the, the funny thing is, the cops got over because uh, it was what I mean by the cops got over. The I had to meet a detective. It was you know a child abuse case, so I had to meet a detective at the hospital, and okay. we you know to talk to the doctor to see if whatever was going on, going on, whatever. So I'm talking to the detective on the phone. I'm on my way to the hospital because my supervisor said, "Yo, you gotta go to the hospital, talk to the detective." I'm on the phone with the detective. And she was like, uh, nah, I'm not going up there. I said, why? She said, because there's a um, confirmed COVID case on the floor. So I was like, oh, shit. So you could do that with your union. She was like, fuck yeah. Like, I'm not going up there. So I called her. <laughs> she's, like, she's like, nah, we could talk. I'm on, I'll am i be at the house. I'll meet you at the house. So um, I was like, all right, bet. I called my supervisor. My supervisor was like, well, you know, we still got to go to the hospital, bye, bye, bye. Oh, shit. Yeah, we still got to go get the doctor's account. So I'm like, man, we can do that shit over the phone. So I had to go. And it's the same thing, man. You you didn't have credentials. And it's the children's hospital. And yo, you still only one loved one. So imagine if a child was like really, really sick. Mm. And only one parent could be in the hospital. Oh. God, and, so you had to like, you know, you you were in the same thing. You take off everything. They make you take off everything at the door, give you a new mask, parel your hands. They, they walk you through, escort you through. But um, I thank God, I, you know, I thank God I've been, I've been working. I thank God, I, um, you know, um, I haven't gotten sick and, right, and right. being out there. Man, I remember one day. I had to go make a visit and I turned on my GP, I turned on my ways and a big warning came up on the screen like, do not drive if you don't have to. I had a real anxiety attack, man. I turned the car off and went back in the crib. Holy shit. <laughs> ways, ways said, hey, you shouldn't be driving. <laughs> a big, big warning when a stop sign came like, yo, you know, drive something with a big warning about not driving. And this was wow. like, early um late march early april when i when i came late i came right back in the house my lady was like yo what happened i was like i ain't going nowhere man i i, I, do, I do that shit. i had a real anxiety attack wow ways ways said don't go i stayed right there uh, um i tell you another funny thing and my, my lady my lady and i bring this up often is how um we don't live together so we gotta travel between our cribs right you know um so during quarantine um for the majority of part i'm over there but you still gotta work and if work bring me by the crib then i grab so the majority of time you're over there um she didn't leave at all she's just stayed in the house um 
And I would come back and I would tell her how it was dope driving because the cops ain't fucking with you. Like, the cops, they don't want to catch... So it was like two weeks where the cops is like scared to catch COVID. So they were... They weren't fucking with you. They like the cops would be out, be there, the cars would just be parked. They're not fucking with you. If you're not doing anything erratic, they're not really messing with you. And guys walking down the street smoking weed, you, you can't do it. Couldn't they were scared for about two weeks of catching COVID? It was a nice time, really. You know what I mean? <laughs> In New York City, it was really a nice time, man. I was, I'm, I'm telling you, I tell a girl that old, like, yo, it's so peaceful out there. Kind of where it's supposed to be. Yeah, it's just yeah, it's just like so peaceful out there. Nobody bothering you, you know. Um, dude, see, dude walking his dog and he's smoking and he's like, man, I don't even have to worry about being harassed, man. These these niggas scared of catching COVID. You know? <laughs> oh man, that's gonna be temporary. That's that's I was talking to my brother about this one day. It was like, you know, what if, like, what if. Like they had their meetings, they have their meetings before they go out on their patrol and, and do their thing. And what if the message was, "Hey, don't uh, bother people with bullshit tickets." I think that was the message at that time. Because yeah. a lot of them were yeah, with bullshit, and most of those things are just bullshit. Just yeah. you know, no, because because, was, because they got they got they, they don't like saying this. They got quotas. They got you know right. How come you only got you only got eight tickets this month, dude? Come on, man. Yeah, yeah, it's um. It's an interest. It was an interesting article in a post like two days ago about um, the uh, about this cop. I want to say he had twelve years or a good amount of years. I want to say he had twelve years, maybe eighteen years. I, I don't know the exact number, but he had sixty complaints. Sixty six zero six zero. Wow! And in the article, they tell you how you you know. Um, how 60 is crazy, where he's like, in comparison, something like 20% of officers got one. Oh, something like Jesus seven, Christ. something like seven percent got two. I was gonna, oh my damn, something like officers have yeah, something like 60 percent have zero. Wow, so, you know, yeah. 60. right? So, the article is great because it's like it compares into the average cop. Mm -hmm. And so it has you saying like, yo, why are you, why is this cop like not held disciplined? How the fuck he get this? And why he keep getting this job? And um, you know, the investigative board, the um, the, the one that they have, this, the, you know, the BS one they have, they do their investigation, but they're not like law enforcement. It's kind of right. like, it's like a civilian. Like yeah. I'm an investigator, but I'm not law enforcement. I right. call the cops. So <laughs> it's kind of like me. And after the after investigation, you know, it's either substantiated or unfounded. So it's something like you have four substantiated investigations. And I'm like, this dude is still a cop, right? And still getting benefits and promotions and all of that. And um, <clears throat> that's the problem. Absolutely. That you have with it, you know. Like if I, I my argument is if I fuck up on my job, you lose your job. Shit. You know, I'm at the soup kitchen, man. You know uh, what I mean? Like uh, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to hustle some items online. I'm trying to take bottles back or something. You know, if I fuck up on my job, you know, I'm, I'm getting fired. Absolutely. 
if uh, you know most of us, most of us, if we fuck up on our job, we get fired. Yeah, a teacher, or you don't, or 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 if the same, or if at least you you, you just don't do that anymore. Right, so, you get right, some I, type I, of. Yeah, I, I can't have you do this anymore. You gotta be, you gotta go do something else. Yeah, it it, it it just it 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 puzzles me how somebody could uh, murder somebody unarmed. Mm-hmm. And um, whether it was accident, mistake, not whatever, whatever, it puzzles me. It, it like why people fight to get this guy a gun and a badge back, like to yeah. hurry up and get back on the street. Yeah. Like where's his uh like mental thing? Like yo, like you just killed somebody, man. Like go sit down at a desk for like two years, whatever. You know, like right. don't like why why are we trying to like put you back out there with a gun. Yeah. And so even if you clear some things and no wrongdoing, I mean, shit, the, we, it, it, I mean, even for, for instance, like, I mean, the cop who killed Tamir Rice. Okay. Like, like every, all adults in the situation failed that boy. Yeah. The city, the state, the FBI, everybody said, oh, we went through this and we reinvestigated this. They cleared the cops of wrong, no wrongdoing. Okay. I'm saying, even if you clear this dude of any wrongdoing, why should he be able to, why you hurry him up to be back a cop and give, because he could be mentally fucked up. Right. Right. <laughs> if I killed a kid, I wouldn't want a kid, if I killed a kid in that situation, I would be mentally fucked up. That's you know what I'm it's, <laughs> to hold a gun and then to find yourself in that same scenario again. Like, why would I want to be a cop again? Yeah, and then that same cop because he was clear to his wrongdoing, going to a suburb, and that, that chief is like everybody deserves executive chance, and you're like, yo, but this boy didn't get a fucking first chance. Yeah, exactly. A second chance at what? A second like to... <laughs> you gotta and until you. Until you, you know, that's why they are clan. Until you, until they fired. Yeah. It, and it's a, it's, it's a, um, you know, it's. A, I mean, I dated a cop. My, my, my play sister's a cop. And we, we talked. To, they were all in the same. I was dating a cop, but we were coaching. Mm-hmm. So you know, um, I was around a lot of cops, and I used to always, um, like tell her like the mentality. The mentality, the mentality, you gotta like if you work in a job, you really gotta watch yourself for the mentality. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is like um I remember I went to the precinct working doing ACS work in Brooklyn. Okay. And it was this cop who ran over a family after drinking. It was like a mother and some children, and she was in a stroller. So it was like two kids and a mother, or whatever. He ran over the family drinking. So um, I remember the investigation, you know, they, 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 they boys. So they up there drinking at the precinct in the parking lot, throwing the cans on the roof. I remember it clearly. And I'm like, yo, what's wrong? These dudes are just out here, like, wilding out. So they, they drank in the parking lot. They went to the strip joint. And then on the way home is when you hit the family. Hit the family. The point that I get to the point is like when I went to um, the precinct to do um, some work, when I was working, I had to go to that precinct. I go to the precinct and I'm at the front desk and I see a a sign, like a little frame with the picture of the the cop. 
and it says keeping our brother in, in our prayers. And I'm sitting there like, what the, what you mean keeping your brother in your prayers? Like, why, why is this up here? Like, what you, like, okay, this is what I mean. If I'm teaching and some dude raped the 13 year old girl, you know, in the classroom, I'm not going to be up there with a picture of the motherfucker like this. <laughs> yeah. Yo, 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 let's 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 stick up for our brother. No, keep him in our prayers. Like, no, this dude gotta go. I'm like, oh, yeah, exactly. I'm gonna be like, yo, what the fuck is wrong with this dude? <laughs> like, I, I don't get it, man. I, 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 I just I just don't get it. I mean, they they don't even do that in the military. Mm. They don't even do that in the military. Like, they find out that if 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 a dude is causing you problems, they get that dude out of there. They get right. away from that squad. They get him away from there because look, you're gonna hurt more people than you're gonna than you're gonna help anybody, and that means we all gotta be paying attention to what you're doing, and we ain't got time for that shit. We got we gotta do other things, you know. And I just I I I, I don't get it. I, I I don't get how I don't get how that's not understood. Can you get rid of your bad cops? Yeah. We see you getting rid of your, I don't, I don't think, I think they underestimate how things could change if we just see you getting rid of your bad cops. Right. If you got to treat them like everybody else. Right. If you, if you fuck up egregiously, okay, this dude is getting kicked to the curb. We got to end these, um, I forget what it's called, but it's this, it's, it's the law that says that, uh, that a cop, uh, can't, can't be sued, uh, uh, right, civilly. I, I can't remember what the name of it is, mm-hmm. um, but they got that law in place. They got civil asset forfeitures. They got, you know, what? What, what if? What if cops had to carry insurance, mm-hmm. like doctors do? You know, doctors got to carry a certain level of uh, malpractice insurance if they screw mm-hmm. up. What if we told cops, okay, well, you got to you got to start carrying a certain amount of insurance, uh, you know, in case you decide you want to shoot a fifteen year old boy who's who's you know playing with a box of checkers or something. That's that's an interesting. That's a good idea, you know. Shit, you you know you get through you get through your twenty years without harming anybody. You get your pensions back, yeah. your, your premiums back with interest. Yeah, yours, <laughs> you know. And that's, that's, it's, and and it's sad because it, it it puts us in a position to to like rail against the cops when we know that the overwhelming majority of cops are, are, are good cops. Yeah, you know, you are it's decent, like are decent cops. It's just like it's, anything else. It's like anything else. It's like anything else. Like I just said, those numbers I told you. It's yeah. something like sixty percent with zero complaints. Zero complaints. Yes. <laughs> so, exactly. You know, I took a screenshot of that shit too. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like I took a screenshot of it because it was the numbers is what uh, interests me from the article, mm-hmm. and um. And it was in the post, so I'm like, "Yo, if post giving these numbers, then <laughs> yeah, the post doesn't. Uh, it's cop friendly, you know. Yeah. Post is yeah. cop friendly. <laughs> Yo, with with 18 year career, 60 complaints involving 21 separate incidents were lodged against him with the Civilian Complaint Review Board. Golly. Okay, so, um, it says um, 21. Um, this is the other one uh, I screenshot. Wait, wait, wait. Damn, I, I thought I had it, bro. I thought I had what he said. 21% only had one complaint. 21% of people only had one. 
It said, okay, here it is for a comparison. 41 percent of current NYBD service members had never had a complaint lodged against them. Wow. In 2018. 41%. 21% had only one complaint. So honestly speaking, so more than out, of that 20, out of that 21%, half of them are probably bullshit. Yes. Yes. Out of that 21% with one complaint. Yes, to be fair. Yeah. With one complaint. Out of that twenty one out of that twenty one percent, it's safe for us to say half of them are bullshit. Yes. Yeah. Right? I mean if we <laughs> so, no, if, if, if 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 we're gonna be real about it, yeah. Yeah, and say like, right. It's cause fuck if you got one complaint, um, that could have been somebody who was running out the store, you grabbed them a little hard. He was like, exactly. oh, you know, I mean, one complaint. If you got one complaint in 18 years. Nigga, you a good cop. <laughs> Where's your middle? That's the dude we should be keeping in our prayers and whatnot. Yo, who? I said, that's the dude we should be keeping in our prayers. The dude that's like, yo, this dude been doing us right. Yo, yeah. 3%, 3%, 3% had five complaints. 3% of New York City police officers had five complaints. Nine had more than nine percent have more than six. And this dude had how many? 60. 60. Six zero. Six. Aren't you tired of just seeing his name come across your damn desk? At time like you know, time number 12, you're like, damn, Jerry, what the fuck, man? And some of those complaints were indicated. So uh, if that civilian would take that indication, then that civilian can sue the city. Sue the city, yes. So that's why I, I mean, I don't like to get into conspiracy theories, but if we the taxpayers, we the people mm -hmm. pay for the cops and we the people elect the mayor, the mayor is supposed to be the boss of these cops. The, the cops are really like not working for the mayor. The cops are really like working for themselves. They're, really like, they're not really working for the mayor. It's like the union is stronger than the mayor. Yeah. And that shouldn't be. No, so if no, the no. unions are stronger than the mayor, then how the fuck are you going to Boston? So exactly. when I when I talk to lawyers like um and they say uh, you know when it's contract time is when Politicians and us as people have to make these changes. Like what we want, like just to see what just to make their record public is not enough. We want these motherfuckers fired, like yo, you we want faster disciplinary actions. We want these motherfuckers fired, like quick. There's no, you know, it's not like you it's it, it, we we want you gone like quick you're a city worker motherfucker and you're supposed to be yeah, treated yeah. like a city worker like you're not supposed to be treated like you're not a city worker right and, and, i mean every city worker i know is like yo man i gotta work i gotta shuckle the job for the man do what i gotta do for the city of new york uh i'm gonna get fired i mean for <laughs> well on, on, you know whether it, whether he is or he isn't he's he's working on becoming the worst mayor in history the blasio He's, he's well, well, yeah, he, he's it, it, like, like, yeah, he's got to be like, like it, who's worse than you? Who's why the why the fuck did he try to run for for president? Why wait? I'm trying to get some money. Try to see how much money he could raise. 
Why? So why? 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 Why do that? I mean, and his wife's a crook. <laughs> Sorry, his wife's a crook. Yeah, you know, I um, he's a he's gonna go down as uh, one of the worst in New York. He's got to because you're gonna um, he didn't um, what he, one thing about being New York City mayor, you're gonna have um. You got to keep the, the peace between uh, police and the community. You yeah. got to do it as best as you can. And um, shit happened with everybody 10 years since we've been around as mayor. But um, how, how you talk to the public and how you bring it to the public so you can at least get, um, it, you know, it, everything is balanced, left, right. You got to at least be able to talk, talk a balance. Yeah, to, to navigate that balance. Look, all I know is when hood rats and cops hate the same dude that dude. <laughs> okay look we going into uh, um and we going into you know and he has uh, some challenges now too because oh. of it. no he has challenges now too because of this because it is his challenges um the challenges with this uh this covid thing mm -hmm. um like for me, working with school personnel mm -hmm. and um, school personnel is uh, all right. We we gotta we gotta get all these kids. Um, some of these kids forget not having a laptop. Didn't have like Wi-Fi and know how to hook anything yeah. up. Yeah, you know, I, I um I got a I had a kid that um he lives in a one bedroom in projects and apartment. You know, was decent looking. From what I saw, I didn't go inside because of COVID. <laughs> from what I saw from the door, you know, her apartment looked uh, decent. Um, grandma, mom, and him. And he's okay. a he's a 12-year-old, 13-year-old. And the teacher was like, yo, you call in case because he's not getting in on the on the thing and they on the on the classroom. And um they did a lot of work. We didn't they did the the home wasn't Wi-Fi. They got the home Wi-Fi. You know, the kid got his laptop. You know, the kid. You know, the kid set up. Kid could go. Kid just not doing it. What's the problem? So, find out that you know you could do the you could do your work at another time. But he's doing his work at another time because they could do their work at another time in Google Classroom. But then he's not joining in on the Zoom classes. He's not joining okay. in on the instruction time. So she was like, why is he trying to instruct something? I get there and I'm just trying to figure out. I talked to the kid. So the kid is like, yeah, you know, my mother and I share a bedroom. You know, my grandmother's asleep in the living room. Mm -hmm. and, and I'm like, oh, so that's why you don't want to get no privacy? He's like, yeah. So I tell the teacher, like, yo, you know, the, the school, not the teacher. I tell a guidance counselor. I'm like, um, that's the problem right there. Now, if you want to know the reason why he's not getting doing like that's the problem right there. And it's some so she's in the school, she doesn't know. Right. So she doesn't know what's going on in a person's house. And then it's like a, a eye opener to her, like, oh wow, you know, yeah, wow, you know, the guy is and his mother's sick. So, oh, so it's like, you know, you can't you can't get up and turn on a computer and your mom is right there in the background and you right. know, and you know, she she might be taking off a blouse or something, right, or right, right, right. walking around with the um, with the with the with the walker or something. You know, you don't want to put his family out there. And his grandmother curses all the time. <laughs> you know, 
<laughs> his grandmother might be in the back, like, yeah, what the fuck are you doing? Come get these eggs with me. Come on, nigga. <laughs> so, he didn't want to turn on his, he didn't want to turn on the deal. And I understood. I understand that. Yeah, I understand. So it was new to everything. And what I mean by that is like, yo, if you because it was so new, you had kinks and stuff to get through it. Mm-hmm. But this is New York City, man. And New York City somehow gave these kids laptops and Wi-Fi mm-hmm. to make this shit happen. Which goes to show you that we had the resources. We got the resources, the yeah. You know, so everybody could be connected to Wi-Fi. Should have did this shit a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that shows us that we when politicians like, oh, man, we ain't got the money for that shit. Yeah, bullshit. <laughs> it seems like sometimes all you got to do is just click a switch. Yeah, and, and I, yeah. I respect um, that. I respect what they did from mm-hmm. my, from my, you know, doing the work I do and, and seeing it. And I'm like, you know, um, that was really like fast, rushed, and come up here and get your laptop type things if right, you don't right. have your laptop uh um making service plans sending people to the home sending these uh these providers to the homes to set up the wi-fi for it right, right. I, and, and the timely yeah, fashion mobilization yeah yeah that's it and so i re, um under the circumstances when you i could say that was uh well and it's not like you had a trial run before. It's not like it was a hurricane or something. Mm-hmm. You have some, you, you yeah. know, this is something totally, totally different. Um, to see um, bodies everywhere, not have the places to, you know, actually put them. Yeah. Oh, it's a, it, I mean, the time we went through in New York, uh, it was like, um, I, I learned like it, t- it got close to me. It got, the first person was uh, my uh, DJ's cousin okay. in Florida. Um, he was in his apartment for some time. The man, his manager found that found him. He was first one after we found out died from COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, last his man, you say his manager found him. The apartment manager. Okay. Complex. Yeah, but, but, but found him alone, dead. Yeah. Okay. Because he lived alone. Okay. A single guy chilling, you know. So um, that's how no communication, blah, 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 went knock on the door. Um, he last told her, the rel- his relative, like, because um, the relatives called down there, like, we haven't heard from him. And last told him that he was sick. He had uh, flu symptoms. Right. And so, uh, yeah, they found out he, he was the first person I knew. Man. The second person who was like, um, was um Dave Edwards because Dave Edwards is from Georgetown. Oh, okay, okay. So he was the second person when Dave Edwards died. You know, um, I'm I'm like three degrees of separation from Dave. Right, Edwards. Right. I didn't know him growing up, but I got to hang out with him when he was when because he, he transferred from Georgetown to Texas A and M. Right. And when he was at A and M, I hung out with him one time. At a a, P, a party at PV, I think it was a TSU PV game, and he met us up, or it was a party. I don't know, homecoming, some shit. Mm-hmm. But you know, my boy from Queens knew him. We blah blah blah. So we got to chill. We got to hang out. So Dave Edwards, like the second person, and then uh, um, the third person was a coworker. 
and dude used to we used to talk about the chicks you know he keep laughing about the chicks at work man um but he was you know he was real cool all 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 the ladies love him he was real cool he was uh, very professional he wasn't an asshole but um we used to have so much fun together cracking jokes and then it just kept going and um then my cousin lost the husband so it was just like it was just ongoing 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 um i think it was angie's sister i believe or angie's aunt angie the coach at rosedale or we natural yeah i think it was somebody she was related to because um they worked in a hospital okay so um nonetheless um I think she was like the uh like the the person after after my cousin's husband and it just got it yo I got tired of looking at yeah. you know, on Facebook like yo some oh this person, died, this, person died, this person died this person died this person yeah. died um this 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 uh I tell you what we get through all this this is going to be one bitch in new year's eve party yeah, yeah, 2020 is shot. 2020, you got to go. Just hurry up. Is shot. Get the fuck up out of here. Yeah, I mean, you know, we, we could take some, we could take some, you know, that question you asked earlier, do you hope that, uh, was how you feel about fall sports, you know, um, for my answer was, you know, I hope we don't, I hope they don't have it for some yeah. safety reasons. <clears throat> But you know, first talking out of here quick. Just hurry up, go. Yeah, but this try something to get you know try something to put the entertainment on for the people. Like you gotta get creative. I mean, hell, look, I I I love I love black people, man. Black people get creative at the drop of a dime. So it's like um, you know, um, you you quarantine. All right, bah bah bah. The Swiss Beats come up with this. Okay, we want to have a um, a versus live. You know, blah, 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 blah. Oh, yeah. the first one. You know, I'm out there premiering um, Risen. Premier Risen. I saw, I saw your I saw I saw your feet on that. I was I was I, I was so glad I like picked up my phone. <laughs> you know, I looked at the what? No. And, and that was like that was like the weekend of my birthday. That was like my birthday party right there. That was nice. And it's um. Yeah, it was dope because, like, yo, these dudes thinking of creative ways to like entertain us while we were uh, stuck in the house. And came up with that, that you know, um, you know, of course, everybody started singing and doing this and that, but the verses yeah. was something different, it was like something different. We need more of that. Some of these, some dudes, like, um, some DJs, like, do like watch parties and they put it on Facebook and stuff like that, and, and or they put it on their Instagram live and shit. And they, so people are coming up with creative ways to, to entertain you. Or, or they, you got people like like Pat Mahomes just like signs multi-million dollar deals and just oh and just uh say, Hey, hope y'all are happy. I signed this multi-million dollar deal. <laughs> I'm getting to entertain you. <laughs> Listen, um, that's the thing. If we can find out how to give us some sports, man, it would, uh -huh. it would be greatly appreciated. Like growth sports is um the pastime, it would be greatly appreciated, even if we could um, watch it on television. I don't even have ESPN now, man, because um, no. it costs more in my package. And I'm like, man, I don't need that right now. Well, might as well, right? Doesn't make sense to. 
So if I don't, if I, I tap on, I tap on the, um, the app every now and then. Uh -huh. So I don't. I'm like, we don't have live sports. So what I you mean? Yeah, you ain't missing nothing. What are you missing? Right. Oh, reruns? Nah, I'm yeah. all right. So, um, I can't watch uh, reruns, man. I can't. Uh, it's hard for me, especially like they're doing that shit with baseball. I mean, I like. I think you and I in the same boat. I, I I love baseball, so I can't watch old baseball games. It just doesn't do it. For me. I can't watch old baseball games, and I've been finding I've been spending so much time on this damn baseball uh, baseball game app on the phone, like. <laughs> I've been trying to get my fix, get frustrated at the, uh -huh. damn, you know, at the damn wind up and you know, uh, freeze to freeze it at the wrong time, right in the middle of the pitch. I'm like, oh damn, man! God, damn. <laughs> yeah, yo, do you do you keep uh, 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 do you keep uh, uh, putting stuff up on um, scale top? No, I had stopped for I uh, and you know that's a good question, John. Man, I stopped. I got brain freeze around the time my mom's passed. Which okay. was a long time ago, you know, mm -hmm. not long, 2012. Uh, 2000, yeah. And um, after a while, I just, I just slowed down and I just stopped completely, right? Mm -hmm. And um, people actually, you know, you're gonna do it, but the main reason, um, one reason why I stopped was because um, Google said I was clicking on my own ads. <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, but when I developed, when I came with the site, I had a college kid help me with everything. Uh -huh. I was working at the university, so I had a college kid, you know, help me with everything. He was my brain. So it was like the, you know, the the, the teacher, student, student. Right, right, right. Everything. And um, he told me, you know, put it like this, when I was learning it, and then I learned about AdSense, mm -hmm. the first they pay you in hundreds. The first, I got my first hundred dollars in one year. Okay. After all of the, the stuff out there. And then um, I learned it and, you know, the, my next hundred dollars came in three months. Mm -hmm. I mean, six months, six months. My first okay. one was a year. The second one was six months. So I'm learning. And then the third one was about to come in three months. But, and, but. That's when they said I was clicking on my own ads. How can so, they? <laughs> yeah, and and my and the kid, my kid who was helping me, you know, he said, you know what? Maybe it's because everybody, you know, it's this hub, um, and then we all coming at the university. It's all coming from the coming same, in the same hub. Place. Okay. Yeah, and um, and and to be honest, I I wouldn't do it from my computer, so I wouldn't do it from the computer at my my desk. Because mm -hmm. I would work on it at my desk at work, and I wouldn't do it on my laptop. I mean, when I say wouldn't do it, I wouldn't click on the ads. Click on the ads, right? But all the other computers around the campus, when I walk by a computer, I would pull up my site, click on the ad. Click on the ad. <laughs> okay, that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense then, because it looks like it's coming from the same spot. Yeah, I walk to another computer, pull up my <laughs> site. Every time I walk by a computer, you know, you walk by a computer all the time on the campus, right? So uh -huh. every time I walk by a computer, I'd like uh -huh. pull up my site and leave it there. Pull up my site, leave it there. And then like I had kids who um I would I would I would tell them like I need you to um go to the site, share it. So I had kids who would do it for me. Uh -huh. My student workers. 
I had student, I had like eight student workers. I'm like, yo, man, you gotta pull that up the shit for me. Ah, come on, Mr. Ed. Yeah, look, man. Come on. <laughs> yeah. I hope you I hope I hope you get back to doing it, man. It was nice. It was it was it was it was a nice it was a nice little piece of uh, adult hip hop going on there. Yeah, it's um, people don't realize that you're you're in, you're, you're instrumental in uh, in uh, some form of hip hop history because you're responsible for getting that uh, uh, for getting that wall painted, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, you know, I, I took part. It was a lot of us. It was definitely a community effort, and that's a. I love it when the player come together. That was a that was a beautiful community effort. It was, um, man. It was. Um, I went to. Uh, I went to. You know. There's so many angles in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, so many angles in in it, and um, I I, uh, I worked on getting a street named after Sylvia Robinson, um, uh, Sugar Hill Records founder. Okay, and it, right across the street from where Sugar Hill Records used to be at in Inglewood, so we were able to um, petition, you know, get 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 some signatures, petitioning, try generate a lot of signatures, but. We brought the idea to city council in Inglewood. And um, the day that we brought it to Inglewood, the the board, let's say it was seven members. I think it was mm-hmm. seven or eight. Let's say the seven members, whatever it was, um, every, it was unanimous. Oh. It wasn't like, it wasn't like anybody said nay. So it wasn't, it wasn't, a, a, it was a unanimous decision when we presented it. Mm-hmm. So we were on board from the beginning and um it was actually my first one and learning like the politics behind um getting a name signed right uh, right because it all started with you know john it started with biggie years ago <clears throat> um like you said i was blogging mm-hmm. so my friend um my friend my cheney brother man leroy i went to cheney with him um, he's a, he's an activist, a local activist. Um, he's a, he was a film scout, location scout. So, uh, so when films need locations in city New York, you know, he's, he's a location scout. Right, right. Uh, so nonetheless, um, that's his nine to five or whatever. So nonetheless, um, he moved on Biggie Block. He told me he was going to change the name to Christopher Wallace Way. And, uh, he started a petition. And the petition has something like, I don't know, maybe like 20, 20 signatures at the time he told me. And I, I just did a, um, those pink T-shirts with uh, the cancer campaign. So okay. I had a lot of females okay. supporting the effort. I had a lot of people supporting the effort. And I, so I was generating a lot of people to Skelly Top to say, yo, man, you know, I, I'm up there. Uh, you want me to, to, to say something about it? I'll say something about it. So I did. And then... Um, we got a lot of, we, it just started, the, 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 the Biggie stuff just started going. Right. Um, when it got presented to the to, to council board, um, I forget the local Brooklyn council board, but Lori Cumbo is in, it's that district. She's, she's, the, uh, she's the council person now. So um, when it got there, um, they uh, dissed the idea of Biggie. Okay. They dissed the idea of Christopher Wallace. Uh, I can't think of the lady name, but it was a fat Jewish lady on the board. She, <laughs> yeah, I, I say that because she called him fat. She called him a criminal and she called him fat. Ugh. So um, Ugh. so because she said that on record, 
Because once the idea is brought up for a street name, it got and they diss it, it's like you can't come back for you like can't come back, yeah. For some odd years or something. So, but we were able to bring it back because of what she said. Okay. So my boy Leroy got pissed off and he was like, yo, they don't want to do it in Brooklyn. Like, yo, we're gonna fuck it. We're gonna go all out, all outside, and then we're gonna bring it back in and we're gonna pressure them to to do it after Biggie. So we strategically we went to Mount Vernon and uh we 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 started with um for Heavy D. Mm -hmm. But uh Heavy D Mons was still working for the city of Mount Vernon while we were while we started the petition. So they loved the idea, they didn't do it. They also had okay. a park, they also because his mom was still working and they had an idea for a park, renaming the park Heavy D's and Boys Park in the area. Okay. So yeah, the, the city already had that in mind before um, we came up with the idea of a street named after after Heavy D. Okay. So Mount Vernon liked the I liked the idea just that they had to put things on hold because they was waiting for his mother to retire. Okay. So um, you got it was welcoming. Um, Wu Tang and Staten Island. Right. All of this was you know when it all started with Biggie because when Biggie got dissed. Then it was like, okay, let's find. And then we did the Sylvia Robinson and Wu Tang's, and you know, um, so I learned the the politics behind it. Right. Sylvia Robinson was the first one in Inglewood that we got done, and I, you know, I had more. I had a lot of hands on with Sylvia Robinson. Um, a good friend of mine's is in uh, in in Inglewood, and he and so is and he's uh and he's um a town representative. I forget what's his exact title. But he's a Howard dude, town representative. So okay. uh, it was when you did when I did Sylvia Robinson. Then it when we when we did Sylvia Robinson, um, we still fighting Biggie, still trying to get Wu Tang, still waiting for Heavy D Moms to mm -hmm. to uh, Bob to retire. Bob, to retire. The politician who was helping us up there, he got in trouble. Um, I forgot his name, but um, he got in trouble recently. In Mount Vernon. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the mayor, um, the young boy. I can't. Think I, of I, 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 I can see. I can see his face. I can't remember. Yeah, his name. young light skinned dude, pretty boy. Mm -hmm. But uh, he, um, so th we had things going in the works with him and and, and that committee, but uh, we never followed up with uh, Heavy D because Mount Vernon already have already has some things in place. Still was working with Wu Tang, trying to you know get Wu Tang going and. Um, then Fife died. And when Fife mm -hmm. passed, um, my boy is my boy called me and he said, Joe, I, I kid you not. My boy Leroy called me the next day. He was like, yo, I already talked to the um cleaners and we're gonna put her and this is where we're gonna name the street. Like he because he's a location scout. So he already, right. already knew it, right? <laughs> he, already, yeah, he already knew it. He already did the video on the roof. He already I went by the wall, the wall is white, yo. Ed, go by because he's in Brooklyn. Yo, I need to go by the wall. Bah, bah, bah. I'm gonna meet you over there. We're gonna get the, you know, we're gonna talk to the owners. Um, the owners the they Asian, they don't speak mm -hmm. English. The son basically does everything, signed it for us, gave us permission to use the wall, and um it was like on and popping from there. We it, it, with, it, with Queens, you didn't um we didn't get any resistance politically either we had a lot of support okay um the first beat is when people one thing you learn is when um 
when you around people's family and they're in mourning, it's mm-hmm. like so like uh so so such a a touchy subject. And one thing like <laughs> yo, it's funny you say that, John man. You see, um look here. A tribe called Quest Boulevard. Okay. It was supposed to be a tribe called Quest Boulevard. That was that's what we were. Oh, doing. that was supposed to be? Yeah, but um I can't think of the councilman name, man. Um Comrie? No, nah, no, nah, it wasn't Comrie. He was the state level. It was somebody underneath Comrie on the local level. Um, but right here on, on Linden Boulevard, I can't think of dude's name right now. But um um Danique Mill. Danique. Okay, okay, okay. So uh nonetheless, somebody in his office, like somehow the word the idea of a tribe called Quest somehow is slipped to Malik Five Tail Away. And that was already mentioned to the parent to his moms and his wife. Oh, okay. And, was going to be, and that wasn't the original petition. The original petition was to name it after a tribe oh, called Quest. Well, okay, I see. Like Run DMC Way. Because if a member of a group passes, then you can name the street after the group. So that's like uh, we were trying to do it after Run DMC. And see, when we first started, we didn't even do Queens because Queens already had Run DMC. Right, we right. Trying to get one in every borough, and we um like we met Pun Sister, when doing the street sign and doing the street. I met you know I met um some the people behind Miles Davis. They they behind Miles Davis street naming the people behind Miles Davis street naming. They kept telling us um. Keep pushing, don't give up. Um, how they got turned down. So to see Biggie come way after the fact, and it all started with Biggie. Started with Biggie, right. <laughs> the idea started <laughs> and then Biggie came to fruition. Uh, like Lori, I can say it. You know, I'm not uh, I'm not politically uh, uh, tied to any of them. Lori Cumbo wasn't on board at first, you yeah. know. <laughs> yeah. He was um, misogynistic, you know. He encouraged you. He wasn't. He was this criminal, and but then I, I know honestly, you know, constituents could change your mind. And um, right. do you got, do you think do you think the outside pressure influenced him? Like he's seen all I, these other things going on, and he and the, and it gets put to his table again, and all of a sudden he says, "Well, why not?" Or I think she, uh, she, she, you know, she. I think people just change their mind. Like first, you might say, "Oh, he was a criminal. He was this," and then you're mm-hmm. like, "Why can't? Why can't a criminal make good? Why can't? Yeah. I mean, he was a criminal. That doesn't right. mean anything. Like, why can't a person make good? Why you gotta keep labeling him a criminal? He was, yeah, he kind of kind of redeemed himself. Yeah, uh, but he had misogynist. Uh, so I mean, but um, he has stories. You know, yeah. people write stories. You know, you gotta make an argument of about this. So I think once you hear so much argument as a politician, uh, you're like, you know, and plus the policy, you, you know, you got your constituents are saying, yo, we want this. Yeah. Like, all right, let me just go ahead. And, you know, at first I was wrong. And, and you can see what it did to the community. Like, I mean, these things, you know, um, these things like that, that mural, when every time I drive by the Tribal Quest mural, it's like a... Um, it's like a, its own language with um, our community. It's like it yeah. just speaks so much. That's an interesting way to put that. That's very poignant. Wow. Yeah, it speaks so much. 
with our community um, over, 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 over on Linden and, and Queens, and um, it's so much when you drive by and people look at it. So much, it's a, it's a mural. It's a, you know, it is words on it, but it's so much that's not said in it. And mm-hmm. it's like you know, the red and black and green, the, uh, right, right. You know, the the two the two albums, the two albums uh, covers coming together. Um, um, those, the, you know, just kids from Queens with a dream. Uh, you know, it's, it's very like inspirational for somebody to see it. It's like you know, just kids from Queens with a dream. Right. It's so it's so much behind that. It's so much behind that. It's so much behind Biggie because like when Biggie came, um. And I just remember my boy pulling me on it, pulling me on his team and, and bringing me along to like learn some of this shit. Like, you know, going to politicians and, and saying like this, is what the people want, how, how you know what they want. Yeah, I got I got signatures. I got, you know, this is what the people say, you know, which was ironic about Inglewood because we didn't have any signatures with Inglewood. We just went to like present an idea when we presented the idea. Everybody is easy because everybody is like, or the board was like, "Hey, man, that that that's what gave us any recognition." Sugar Hill Records, said, that's how you know about Inglewood. So, they used to employ people, so on and so forth. They saw, they saw the beauty in you know naming it. Now, right. you know, Sugar Hill, I mean, Sugar Hill Records isn't there anymore, and Sugar Hill Records is a big part of um, hip hop history. It's history, you know, right? History itself. Um, and it's, you know, they didn't, they cemented it and they even took it further. Like they said, well, they said, yo, we're going to wait till we have, um, the Inglewood day. I think it was Juneteenth. Um, I'm not even sure, but they was like, we want to wait because we want to do it big. We were like, oh, wow. Yeah. All right. Yeah. We're going to have part. We make sure we get everybody. <laughs> like, what? It's the first one. So it's like, you know, people, um, you, um, and you, you know, their, their mother is not here. They lost the, they lost, she lost the son when we were naming the street. And it's like I said, you're talking, you dealing with people, and it's like you're mourning. And um, people come up to you from the family, like, yo, I really appreciate you, like, uh, cemented that history for us, man. Uh, thanks. I appreciate you guys. Yeah. And, uh, we got yeah, we got that from Fife and his wife. And it's so, it's so many people, like, um, there's so many people who help, man. My, mm-hmm. my cousin gave me his equipment, like boom, 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 drove, oh, wow. drove, drove his stuff over uh, in his truck, his van, put up his scaffold. Um, the artist is so like a regular artist. He was like, yo, I, the scaffold, if I didn't have the scaffold, I probably would have been up there three more days, you know? But, right, right. <laughs> he did it in three days with the scaffold, um, with the scaffold and, um, my hip hop discussion group, man, they we we got up like two thousand twenty five hundred dollars so we could get material, right? So we could get um, spray paint, so we could get uh, paint, so we could just get material. Um, and uh, the the artists actually worked for free, but I remember out that twenty five we gave them like five hundred dollars. Okay. Um, just be, after everything was over with the, after we had all the receipts for everything, it was something like $500. And we gave, gave him the rest. And he wasn't even expecting it. He oh, that's was awesome. Just that's doing awesome. It the fact that he was doing it for free to begin with is awesome. Yeah, too. he was just doing it. He commissioned them to do it and um, for free. 
but he got paid. But here's the thing, though. Nobody saw it in the beginning. So we reached out to people like um, I won't say their names, but in hip hop, this mm-hmm. reached out to some people who's affiliated with um, and not none of the group members, not none of the family members, because everybody was going through uh, a morning. Right. So it's not like you. Um, but we reached out to some influential people in the industry that know him and mm-hmm. know a tribe called Quest. And when we were asking for some funds, you know, and they knew that we had the petition going when we started it, but they didn't see the mural. Wow. They knew we had the petition going for a street name, but they didn't see the mural. So then once it, once it, we got the money on our own and it came, then Buster Rhymes was like, God, why, why y'all got the faces looking like that? Man, how much is going to cost? Fuck it. Uh. Now it's like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yo, why y'all even come out and reach to me, man? What the fuck, man? <laughs> so, all right, but slow down, slow down, but slow and, down. And, and he came through after the fact, though. It ain't like he didn't. I'm not here. Buster did come through after the fact. Okay. He, he did come through and wanted to, um, gave us uh, some funds so we could spruce it up a little bit. That's how much the, the so we could get bigger faces on the wall. Or, right. Yeah, so it, it's interesting because, um, well, at first, we did reach out to somebody who could get this, who could reach out to Buster, and we were just being ignored. Mm. And then, um, but then when it happened, and you know, everybody's there for the celebration, and then Bust like, oh, why y'all niggas didn't call me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, you know, we did, we did, we talked to Joe. Joe said he talked to, nah, ain't nobody told me. Just, I was just so. <laughs> well, dude, look, if, if you got the time, man, I really hope you 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 put you start putting that page back up together, start putting that blog together. Yeah, you know what? That's the um I do have some I didn't stop stop. I'll just say that. I'm not even gonna say it anymore because um I'm not gonna put my foot in my mouth, but uh I do um I do have some some plans in the mix. Okay. Where, Immediate, like uh, between like uh, this week, I have like immediate. Nice, plan, yeah. To uh, to do what you just said, to, to just get back to just doing the shit for me and um, yeah, not worrying about a dime, man. If fucking if they don't want to pay me for my ads, I, I'll figure it out. <laughs> dude, yeah, that, dude, that, that's that's why I'm doing this. I'm doing this because I enjoy it. I'm doing yeah. this because I enjoy it. I realize there's a whole bunch of people that I'd love to to talk to that I haven't that I haven't talked to in a while. So why not? Just go ahead. And whether I get, you know, 10,000 people uh, listening or whether I get, you know, five people listening, you know, the whole point is that the whole the whole the whole point is this. The whole point is, you know, getting back and reconnecting to people and listening to people, because I think people are fascinating. I love talking to people. Yeah, You know, I think I think people are fascinating. I I think I think uh, you give a person an opportunity to speak and, you know, no, no hashtags, no you know, no, no little quibits and stuff like that. I think you, you find out that that person is, is utterly uh, a fascinating person. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm on. Thanks for that, man. All right. You got it, man. Call, 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 call wifey back for she, uh, she know I was, I told her I was going to be on the phone with you. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt, man. I appreciate you doing this. Yeah, no doubt, man. All right, John. All Yo. right, man. 
You be good, Steve. I'm gonna take your words too, man. I'm gonna, I come on. I got something coming. <laughs> we love he Eddie. Don't worry about it, man. Whatever you do, we gonna love. Just let us know. All right, bro. Uh, All right. Peace out. Peace. Sorry for that hiccup there uh, in the middle. Seems like we had some audio problems, but it got worked out. Ended up having a great conversation with Ed. Appreciate you taking time out of your schedule and uh, and chatting with me for a bit. It's been a long time, brother. And um, as you can tell, there's a lot we didn't even get into. Didn't even get into uh, our experience as Rosedale Jets uh, football coaches. I'm sure there's a lot of stories to tell in that. Hopefully we'll do this again. Hopefully you'll listen again. We appreciate you checking us out. Check us out again for another John's Lonely Podcast. And as always, peace. I know I said I was going to try to do something different, but uh, this might sound good.